0: Welcome to the Agency Growth Machine Podcast, where it's
1: all about transforming potential into profit. And now your host, Randy Schwantz. Hey
0: everybody, this is Randy Schwantz, and just jumping into another episode of the 5 AM Club. Again, 5 AM Club is a book written by Robin Sharma. Uh, What I want to do is to kind of break it down and deconstruct a lot of the concepts in it. If you haven't bought the book, I encourage you to go buy the book on Amazon. It's $24, $25. Um, I think it could certainly change your life. And so early in the book, uh, chapter two, is this quote by Ayn Rand. Now, Ayn Rand's the person that wrote the book uh, Atlas Shrugged, a 13-page, 1,300-page book that was just uh, amazing. Man, I I slogged my way through that over uh, between Christmas and New Year's about three years ago. My wife got it for me and I'd heard about it a lot, Atlas shrugged and wanted to do it and just set the goal to finish the book. And I finished it during that week, all 1300 pages. Um, and it was, it, it was interesting. So now when I read a book, if there's a word I don't understand, I write it down and look it up. Um, I, I looked up two to 300 words in that book. I mean, it was amazing. She used some big language. Um, As I read the 5 a.m. Club, I looked up 198 words that I defined, and I'll share those with you along the way. But to get started right now, I'm going to read this this quote by Ann Rand that that Robin quotes in his book, where Ann says, Do not allow your fire to go out. Just think about that word. Do not allow your fire to go out. Spark by spark, spark by irreplaceable spark in the hopeless swamps of the not quite, not yet, and not at all. Let's go back and look at that. Don't let your fire, don't let your desire, don't let your passion, don't let those things that drive you go out. And let somebody throw a wet, damp blanket on it. Or let your own fears start to slowly let that thing go. Instead, crank your fire up. Get clear on what you want. Deconstruct your desires. Write it down. Face your fears. Figure it out, man. So do not allow your fire to go out sparked by replaceable spark in the hopeless swamps of the not quite, not yet, and the not at all. So what... What kills your fire is when you don't do those things you committed to. You don't pursue them. And then they start to become justifications and excuses. And you say to yourself, well, I haven't done it. No, well, not quite. So um, have you defined your value proposition? Ah, Not quite. Um, Have you built out a database of your perfect prospects? Ah, Not yet. Uh, Have you really got clear on the goals for this year and what you really want to make happen? And have you really written down... How much money do you want to leave this career with? Well, no, not 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 at all. You know, so you could you could answer the not quite, not yet, not at all, probably to a lot of things. I mean, we all could. And that is what slowly, sparked by irreplaceable spark, kills your fire in hopeless swamps. I mean, just think about. The imagery of being in a hopeless swamp. Water up to your crotch as you're wading around. Alligators. Slugs. Horrible place to be. Not deep enough, not beautiful, not like an ocean. Not beautiful like a prairie. It's a swamp. And so we've got to guard ourselves from that, of being in and getting in the swamp. And he goes on. Don't let your hero in your soul perish in lonely frustration for the life you deserved and have never been able to achieve. Don't let the hero. What is a hero? A hero is that, is that part of you, inside of you, or if we look at a hero out there. A hero is somebody that, that had tremendous courage and achieved something extraordinary. We all have heroes in us the ability to achieve something extraordinary, the ability to step into courage rather than let fear control our lives. So don't let the hero in your soul perish in lonely frustration. Have you ever been lonely? Have you ever been frustrated? Have you ever sat there and go, ah, man, it's just not going to work for me? Lonely frustration. I can't figure this out. You know, I don't know how to put this together. So don't let that happen to you. Do not let the hero in your soul perish in lonely frustration for the life you deserved and have never been able to reach. Because the world you desire can be one. See, don't let that frustration get to you. The world you want and desire can be one. It exists. It is real. It is possible. It is yours. But to get it, what do you have to do? you got to do the work. Look at all your heroes. Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Walter Payton, LeBron James, Steph Curry. I mean, those guys that just come to my mind. I mean, they do the work. Are they talented? Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the old fable thing on, on Jordan, Jordan didn't make his eighth grade basketball team or something like that. Didn't even make it. But then the fire and the desire and the want started to come in and it's like a raging fire inside and started thinking, well, what do I want? What do I want? What do I want? So part of the power of the 5 a.m. club to me is getting up at 5 a.m. and having time to think about what do I want, having time to think. I just wrote an article for the Insurance Journal. And it's something in, in, in in the realm of, Am I more a product of my environment or a product of my own thinking? Are you a product more of your environment or of your own thinking? Because see, if you're a product of your own thinking, then the environment, if it's good, helps you think better. If it's not, then you think your way through it. A lot of environments, they don't challenge people to think. They just challenge people to, to try a little harder and stuff like that, but not, not how to get better. You know, how many people have asked you how many sales books you've read? How many people have asked you how many books you read on networking and getting people's attention? How many people have asked you how many books you read on really differentiating yourself and making your value proposition more clear? How many people have asked you about how many books you read on being a great storyteller? Well, the answer in most cases is not many. And so, if you're not doing it for yourself, it's probably not going to get done. So, are you a bigger product, more product of your environment, of your own thinking? And 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 for me, I think ultimately I had to sit there and go, I have to be a product of my own thinking. Now, if that's the case, what am I going to think? Well, I got to get up early. I got to think when I'm on planes. I I got I got to have some sort of journal where I'm mapping out my thinking. I'm, I'm creating models. I'm deconstructing. I'm breaking it down. So what are you doing? Because as Iran says here, don't let your fire go out sparked by an irreplaceable spark in the hopeless swamps of the not quite, the not yet, and the not at all. Because the not quite, not yet, not at all is what could talk you out of being who you can be, of exploiting your potential, of making more of it, of saying, I, I am committed to to being a multi-million dollar producer. I'm committed to saving multi-million dollars for my retirement account. I am committed. I am. Because you're going to say, don't let the hero in your soul perish in lonely frustration. So one way to fight the lonely frustration is to is surround yourself with a group of amazing people. Uh, To maybe get yourself a performance coach that's going to challenge you to think bigger than than what is natural for you. To read books that challenge the way you think. And then start to write it down and manuscript it out and rebuild your own self-fulfilling prophecy. To rebuild your own personal story about who you are and are becoming. And Rand says the world you deserve can be won. Can it? It can. But it's going to take work. So when are you going to do the work? Well, for me, again, 5 a.m., get up, 5 a.m. That's the time of the day. Get up. Get up. Get out your diary. Get out your journal. Start journaling what you want. Become a student. Spend time exploiting, learning more about your craft. uh, Spend time thinking about who you are and what you want. You know, get your day well organized. Make the most of it. And again, he goes on to say, do not live as if you have 10,000 years left. You don't. Your days are numbered. Make the most of today. Stack today on top of tomorrow, on top of the next, on top of the next. That's how to have a great life. Robin calls it day stacking. Make today a great day. And look, I'm not some foo-foo marshmallow optimist. I'm a realist. Good things happen. Bad things happen. Many of the good things that happen in your life are because of the good things you've done. You know, what is what is luck when opportunity meets preparation? When do you prepare? Well, so many people don't prepare. They don't read books. They're not infiltrating their own mind with good quality stuff. They're not working on their vision, not working on the desire, haven't mapped it out, haven't painted it out, never committed to having multi-million dollars in their account when they retire, never committed to being a million-dollar producer, never committed to really prospecting like crazy to get in front of the right people. They didn't commit to any of that stuff. And so then their life just kind of goes by, day by day, in the state of mediocrity. You don't have to be that way. You can be extraordinary. Extraordinary. But for that to work, you've got to do the work. And when you're going to do the work? Well, get up early. Build your philosophy. Think about what are your principles? What are the, what are the core values that govern who you are and, and what you mean to your family, what you mean to your clients? And the more you get clear on that, you're programming your conscious and subconscious mind to cause you to act in a certain way. I mean, look at the people who've done it. I look at I look at business owners, I look at agency owners all the time and I go, hey, man, I love you. And with all respect, there's not a lot about you that's extraordinary. I mean, many times they're not great communicators. Many times they're not great managers. Many times they're not great recruiters. Many times they're not great sales trainers. Many times they don't run great sales meetings. But somehow they've been able to bandage this thing together built a significant farm, become wealthy, and have an amazing life. And in most cases, as you look, very little things about them were extraordinary, but they took some risks, they managed their risk, and they built something. So why can't you? Why can't you and me? Why can't we go make those kind of things happen? Why don't we let go of mediocrity and everything that's ordinary and go pursue being world class to be the best, to be the best producer we can be? to be the best agency owner we can be. I told you I like to look up words, man. Mediocre, of only moderate quality, not very good. So how good a producer are you? Are you mediocre? Are you extraordinary? Are you working on being extraordinary? You know, a lot of people's like, well, when do you practice getting great at selling? When do you practice, you know, your sales process? In the case that I teach, you know, when do you practice your picture perfect and making your picture perfect, perfect? Because it's so important. And why is it important? Because when you deliver a great picture perfect, you just delivered a question that's got so much clarity in it, you're making your buyer think and see If you can make your buyer, if you can make your picture perfect so clear that it's impossible for your buyer to to misunderstand it, then by definition, they will understand it. And so as they understand this piece of value you just delivered in this question, then they they can compare that value to the value they're getting with the incumbent. So the more concise, the more clear it is, the more they can juxtapose or put things next to each other, contrast it, compare it, see it. So right now, as I'm looking across the room, I see a chair. I can contrast that chair to the chair I visualize in my office. And I would never want this chair because I can visualize my chair. It's comfortable. It swivels. You know, it go up and down hydraulically. It's got support in my back. I can see that. I see this one. It has none of that. And so because I can intellectually understand it, I can compare it. And then once I compare it, then I can either have a feeling, it generates a feeling, that feeling either I feel good, feel bad, feel neutral. See, when you practice, you increase your ability to communicate that difference in a way that buyers can see it, compare it, and either feel good or feel bad. And what you want them to do is feel bad about what they're getting from the incumbent, feel good about what the potential they could have. That comes from practice. When people are mediocre, they don't practice. You're in the selling business. Your primary job and occupation is a salesperson. You know, you could sell insurance, you could sell financial services, you could sell mutual funds and stocks, you could sell copiers, but your your profession is a salesperson. What do you spend your time getting better at? How much time do you work on those skills of selling, communication, listening, reading books, rounding you out, making you better? Well, a lot of people don't because they're distracted. And what is a distraction? A thing that prevents someone from giving full attention to something else. So what's distracting you? Is it going to the office and everybody's, everybody's in your space? Is it all the reminders and dings and bells and all that sort of stuff you have on your, on your cell phone and your computer and all that stuff? Is it what's distracting you from giving your full attention to being world-class, to be the best salesperson you can be? They come down, look at the word mastery. Mastery, a comprehensive knowledge or skill in a subject. So how many different subjects can you have a comprehensive knowledge of? Well, how much could you improve your knowledge about how to manage a claim and reserves and what the adjuster does and what's in the adjuster's notes and a return to work program and 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 how to coach people how to what to do in advance of a claim so they report it appropriately. How much more knowledge Comprehensive knowledge could you have in the subject of loss prevention and what all goes on there? How much more knowledge could you have in captive and self-insured retentions? How much more knowledge could you have in in in, in really selling an account to an underwriter and writing an amazing narrative? What is mastery? A comprehensive knowledge or a skill in a subject. See, look, man— the, the world is full of mediocrity. Not very good. I see it everywhere. And when you open up your mind and thoughts, you'll see it everywhere. And then what you do is you rise one step above mediocrity, and you become really good. But you've got to define that. You've got to have desire for that. You've got to build a plan to get to that you got to deconstruct how you're going to learn that. So you be it and you, 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 you just step into it. And the last deal, I mean, we talked a lot about your personal story your self-fulfilling prophecy. You know, you, until you work on that personal story and say, I am, I am a million dollar producer. I am a two million dollar producer. I am somebody that writes large accounts. I am somebody that retains large accounts. I am somebody that prospects myself into large accounts. I am somebody who knows loss control, claims management, my services, my values. I'm not just throwing idealisms at people and helping buyers get it. Then what's going to happen is you'll start to win more. And winning becomes a self fulfilling prophecy. What is winning? Winning is gaining or resulting in or relating to victory in a contest or competition. Very simply, victory in a contest or competition. Every account you want is a contest. It's between you and the incumbent. It's a competition. The judge is the buyer. The judge is going, comparing you to them. That's what they're doing, comparing you to them. And if if you compare well, your chances of winning go up. If you compare the same, your chances of winning are null. If you compare poorly, you're definitely going to lose. Much of your competition is only a mediocre quality. I studied over 100 proposals of your competitors, and few of them had any meat in those proposals. It was the same old boilerplate, you know, here's a list of of all the coverages, here's the limits, here's your pricing, boilerplate stuff, and then, you know, a page sometimes and sometimes many pages about the agency and how great they were and how they were committed and how they spent money on developing their people and all that kind of stuff. But almost nothing about outside the coverage that was going to be placed, almost nothing about the service that was going to be delivered. By definition, most of your competition is mediocre. Not very good. And yet they're still making a great living. So winning means victory in a contest or competition over them. You gotta go beat the enemy. You gotta go beat the opponent. It's a battle. It's a game. And when you think about it, it becomes very personal. At least it does to me. Because for me to have multi-million dollars in my retirement account, I've got to make a lot. I've got to save a lot. So the biggest number one thing standing between me and buying my kids cars, universities, paying for the weddings, and finding my big, beautiful retirement account, the biggest number one thing standing my way is really the incumbents. And right now, the buyer is saying the incumbent is better than we are. And maybe they are. So then I've got to be a better student. I've got to double down, buckle down. I've got to understand my value of my services. I gotta be better at making cold calls, you know, busting through that, that wall, getting inside the buyer's head, stirring the pot, making them want to have a meeting with me and then find a way to go win that business. And if I'm mediocre and I act mediocre and I, I make excuses and justifications for how I don't have enough time to get better, then then that becomes your self-fulfilling prophecy. That becomes your personal story. But you can change that personal story. And a way to do it is, is follow Robin Sharma's 5AM Club book. Get up like I've been getting up. You know, deconstruct what your desires are. Deconstruct what your value is. Build a better system. Put that stuff in your head and your heart and go out and romp and stomp and make your life better. That's what your future could look like. And it starts right now with the decision. So go buy the book. Look, I have have no reason to get you to buy the book other than it's going to help you. Just trust me on that. And I'm telling you, go buy the book. Start to deconstruct, take notes, read that thing. Get up at 5 a.m. in the morning. You know, I took 198 pages of notes. I looked up over 200 words, you know, that he did. I break this stuff down. I'm thinking about it because I want to encourage you to do the same thing so you can grow you from the inside out. One of the quotes he has in the book, if you want to change your outside world, change your inside world. And the inside world is your personal story. So let's go get them.
1: Hey, if you want to change your personal story, if you want to deconstruct excellence, if you want to be awesome as an agency owner and a producer, I've got two ways to have you at least think about that. Look, man, I've spent... The last twenty-seven years deconstructing for producers how to how to how to really end this career as a multimillionaire, at least, and um, if you want to learn more about it, come check out my Million Dollar Producer Masterclass. And for you agency owners, man, I've deconstructed really how to build an agency growth machine, and I'm happy to give you a free book. All you got to do is send me an email, Randy at wedgenet request it. Uh, I'm gonna send you then to a link where you. You pay shipping, but I'll give you the free book. And the shipping's, I don't know, $8.95, something like that. So, um, you know, and in that, I break down the three struggles of agency principles. Uh, Number one, how how do you motivate the bottom 80%? Keep them going. Number two, how do you find, hire, and develop real producers? And number three, how do you drive growth in an agency when you have very few systems? And I always think about... You know, I did a podcast on Bill Belichick. I did another podcast on Nick Saban. And I always wonder if Nick or Bill came and asked you, can I see your playbook? You know, what would you say? And when you showed it to them, what would they say? And all I'm saying to you is that, I've deconstructed the playbook for how to grow an insurance agency. I've deconstructed how to create differentiation in a way that really, everybody else is talking about concept, I talk about very black and white things like bricks. Uh, I've deconstructed how to run great sales meetings. I've deconstructed how to do great goal setting that motivates producers. I've deconstructed, I wrote a book called Grit, How to Find, Hire, and Develop Real Producers, you know, where we had 29 out of 34 successes. So I know how to help you with this stuff. So look, man, whether you're a producer or agency owner, if you want some help with one of those things, just reach out to me, randyatthewedge.net, or go to my website and you know, you'll find some place to be able to communicate with us. And man, I'll look forward to it. The best to you. Talk to you soon.